And welcome back. This is episode six, Educated Fools Podcast, special edition, Major Key. We got a special guest in the building. Before I bring him in, I just want to, I want to bless him with one of his favorite artists, maybe a fitting song. We about to have a, a great conversation. So let me bring, let me, let me bless him right quick so we can have some, some, some cloth talk pause, but you know. Get on down to that old jig ripping. A ribbon in the sky, keep your hand high. Young Vito, voice of the young people, mouthpiece for hustlers on back. Rain on the top was shorter than leprechauns. Y'all can't block with hold what type of X y'all on. Charges don't stick to duty, Teflon. I'm too sexy for jail like a right said Fred. I'm, I'm not, not guilty, now give me back my bread. Mr. District Attorney, I'm not sure if they told you I'm, I'm on TV every day. Where the could I go to lust? Hold, don't run, hold, stand and fight. Hold a soldier, hold been fighting all his life. What could you do to me? That's not new to me, sue me. You was a couple dollars to me. But you will respect me, simple as that. Oh, I got no problem going back. I'm representing for the seat where Rosa Parks sat, where Malcolm X was shot, where Martin Luther was popped. So off we go, let the trumpets blow. And hold on, because the driver of the mission is a pro. The rule is back. Fade out. So I present to some and introduce to most my guest, Quantrell Hedrick, man. Most definitely. Appreciate I wish you I had some me. hand claps. I got. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you having me. Man, what's good, man? Working, trying to get ahead. No, that's right, man. You know, man, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm 38. I know you, you, what, 25, 26, 26. And, and I gotta let you know, like, man, you an inspiration to me. I appreciate you know that. what I'm saying, like. I, I knew about you. It, it, it's kind of funny. I, I knew about you two ways. You know, I want to give a shout out to to my guy, you know, Lil V. You know, um, I think y'all was juniors at Central. And Woods cut you. I don't even think Davis ran the tryout. And he was like, man, you know, you know, we got this little guard, man. He, he a pest on D. You know, he cool with us. You know, he could have helped us, you know, but he got cut. And, you know, he, he was he was disappointed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like, you know, this the start of team. And he was like, man, you know, that man ain't deserve to get cut. You know what I'm saying? So, 
So I was just, you know, kind of just looking at, um, you know, I hadn't really met you yet, but then, then when I really like was really formally introduced to you, it was like Christmas Eve. I, I think y'all was still in high school and another shout out. I got to give shout out to my, 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 my little cousin, Jordan, J dub. Um, he was trying to get out to, 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 you know, the crib, wherever y'all was at kicking it or whatever. And, um, him and his brother got into it cause he had just got his permit and his brother wasn't ready to go. And, you know, Corey was letting him drive his car and stuff. And so, <laughs> You know, um, I said, man, you know, I, 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 I give you a lift out there. You know, him, he threw Corey keys. We was in my mama house. He threw Corey keys and, you know, shout out to Courtney. You know, she, she got in both of them, you know, talking about, you know, y'all ain't even at home fighting like this, but you know, they, <laughs> so I said, man, let me, I'll take you. So I said, man, where we going? Let me holler at, let me holler at the guys. And he called you and I don't even know if you remember this. He called you. I got on the phone. I said, I said, uh, where, where we headed? I think it was somewhere in Savoy. And I said, man, y'all got some weed over there? And and, 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 and I'm serious. I'm serious, man. This why I knew you was a real one. You was like, no, nah, man, ain't nobody bring no weed. And so, but the way you did it, you did, it was like, I couldn't tell if, if you was just playing it cool or if you sm like it was just it was just a real like answer that just you didn't get nothing away. I said, man, he, he this a real dude right here. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, he 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 wise beyond his years, man. So <laughs> so then when got there, you know, I met you Sunga, y'all y'all called yourself the Rock Boys, y'all did the you know the the, the the shake with the three times and, and the salute and you know I was like man I, I like these little young dudes man and 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 so as time went on I just you know just just peeped y'all y'all you know y'all y'all hustle game as far as you know striving to be successful and yeah and 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 just you know just really striving for that that you know that top spot you know what i'm saying and that's why you know when i played that jigger you know it's, it's like that's that's y'all you know so <laughs> but let's get into it man you know I'm, I'm talking a lot man but but where you grow up at like where i know you know i know you're in, in champagne but you know you where where in town you grow up at yeah so before we get started where it's little v definitely where the big v Say say me and uh, my homie Mark Horn word to him jumping off a cliff a couple times. Oh wow! Uh, uh, J Dub, my brother, and you were original rock boy too. It was me, you. I, I think Dub I, I forced Sunga. my way in there because I always, <laughs> when I seen one of y'all, I'm like, hold on, man, you know, <laughs> yeah. let's do this. Yeah, 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 handshakes and all that. I remember that. Yeah. But I'm um. So my mom got pregnant when she was 17. Had me when she was 18. So we lived in Birch Village at that time. My granny lived in um in Bradley McKinley, rest in okay. peace, she died. And I pretty much was since my mom was so young and working, she was doing hair. Now she uh went back to school. She do um mammography. But before that, uh my mom I mean my grandma and my great grandma helped her 
a lot. So okay. Bradley McKinley, uh, I spent a lot of time with my cousins um, on the North End and the Martin Luther King subdivision. Yeah, so I'm pretty much from all over Champaign, everywhere but uh, Urbana. Okay, I yeah. I don't do the Urbana thing. Right, now. Nah. <laughs> you know, I went to Urbana, but I, man, my mama's still living in Urbana, but I'm, I'm, I'm off Urbana too, man. Yeah. So you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't by yourself. So, so, so growing up, I know, I, I can tell just in your spirit, it, it was, you know, it was a lot of love, mm-hmm. maybe not a lot of bread, a lot of material, but a lot of material thing, but just a lot of love, man. Like, cause your spirit just exude that. You know, um, were you aware that, you know, man, these the the slums of the cities per se, or was it just one of those things where the love just kind of overshadowed it? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think now, like, you be seeing me on Snapchat. Yeah, uh, yeah, It's like now, I'm far from rich, but I ain't worried about, like, the police kicking my door in. I ain't worried about nobody trying to rob me or none of that, you know. So, being a kid, even though like you get mad, you can't afford certain stuff, or people got things that you that you that you want but you can't get it, new shoes, school clothes, or fathers fathers events where your dad don't come, but everybody else dad there, stuff like that. As a kid, that day you hurt by it, then you move on. Yeah. But it ain't till you grow up and look back like man. Or be around other people that had a completely different upbringing, and you're like, dang, like mom wasn't nothing like that. It was, it was, it would have been easy for me to become like, like me selling drugs would have been no, no problem. Like you know what I mean? Cause, cause, cause you got the, you, you got the, the connects because you was, you know, in the, you know, in those areas. Right. You got the family. You so you you gotta you got I don't want to say I don't want to say you got cred you know right. what I'm saying you got cred right and that and so like when I'm saying so and it's like you can you can tell guys that could go down that path right you know because you know you because when you sell dope and I've never sold dope but I look at things like this um. You're handsome, you know what I'm saying? Are, you know, most guys, give or take, you know, got got a little, got a little look to them. So they, you know, so when they get on and they, you know, get a little money, they they shoe and clothes game, get right. They they in the barbershop at least once a week. So they going they gonna, they gonna attract the, the ladies. Right. And so then, you know, so then, that's that's part of it too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so it's almost like it's almost like you got a big family. You 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 was in Birch Village and Bradley McKinley. So, w- without me just rambling, it, it would have been easy. Right. You know, it really would have been easy. Right. You know, because you got the credit. If if somebody run up on you the wrong way you can make a call that that's what i want to go with you can make a call so the fact that you didn't fall into that why yeah so 
but that's what that's that's my that's my life now like I realize all that looking back and I, like you said I could have easily went down that path and I did start to fall into that path but I I mean there's no other explanation explanation for where I am now aside from God because so Obama just came to Howard for uh, the commencement speech. Right, I hit you on that. Yeah. I knew you was going to make that. Yeah, so he he was saying, like, he it's one of his pet peeves when successful people act like they successful because of everything that they did. And, oh, I put in all this hard work, and, oh, nobody was there for me, and uh, I came from the bottom to the top, this and that. Okay, that's true enough. You did have to put in a lot of work, had to be disciplined, et cetera, but – it's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a whole lot of luck. Anybody right. could become successful. Right. It's a lot of instances where you was in the right place at the right time. Like you said, you put in all that hard work, but that was just preparing you for when the moment came. That moment is what you didn't have control of. Right. Yeah, so for me it was when I fell into that, a moment brought me out of it. Um, and then my mom did hair. And one of her one of her customers in law school at the U of I, she had went to Howard. Okay. Yeah, and she told me about it like, oh, you should you should apply to Howard. I was at Parkland at the time, and then I looked it hold up. Hold on, but before before we, I because I, I definitely want to get into that, but I, I want to before we get there, you said Coach V saved you from jumping off a cliff. Can you kind of elaborate? Like, where was your head? You know. So you know what made you what made you say that? What made you acknowledge, you know, talk, elaborate on that? So, sophomore year, um, I don't know if you remember Mark Warren, but me and Mark was on uh, the sophomore team, junior varsity, and we rode the bench the whole season. Whole season, we riding the bench. And then, you know, it's different playing organized basketball than at the park. So, we kind of got that, but not really. We felt like we should be able to do our thing. But every time, Coach V, like, man, Y'all just y'all gotta stay ready. Y'all gotta stay ready. Your time will come. Y'all gotta stay ready. Kept staying ready. He ended up putting us in, and it was a game like either Danville or Rantoul. We had probably like I don't know. We went crazy at the end of the game. Like the last ten minutes, we went crazy. So after that, we were like, all right. Now we proved ourselves. Coach V came told us, man, that's why I told y'all stay ready, stay ready. Then next game, rolled the bench again. So he under he was telling letting us know during throughout the process. That's hard for like some fifteen, sixteen year old kids. You going to school, you love basketball, but then you sitting on the bench. Nobody wanna be sitting on the bench. But he was like our mentor throughout that throughout right. that situation. And aside from that situation, Fort Suey and what he did for all the other young black kids around here, he just like one of those uh staples in the community. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and that that was the thing, you know, like like I tell all the youngsters, like, man, everybody, you know, hoop or play sports, it's, it's the good side of politics, talent, hard work, all that, you know, takes you to higher levels. You yeah. know, when I say that, po- po- you can be on the bad side of politics or you can be on the good side of politics. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's, it's bad politics that don't, don't carry you and then sometimes it's good politics so you know so I, I I do remember you know when you got cut that next year that you had some you had some people that that, that wasn't happy about that mm-hmm. you know so um 
So you graduated, you know, so you, you didn't jump off the cliff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, got through Central and, you know, started at Parkland. Yeah. And now let's talk about um, – your mom meeting the, the law um, professor and because I, I, you know, because I really want to get into that because um, that's where I think that's where it started to turn around for you. I want to shout give a shout out to my guy, Ash Knox. I think y'all had some classes oh, yeah, together and, you know, um, he, he was he was in that same, you know, struggle kind of you know, trying to find himself and you was out there, he was much older. So talk about your years at Parkland, you know, what it did for you, how it prepared you for what you was what you was gonna embark on. So Yeah, my, uh Parkland for one is a phenomenal school. I know it's hard for people that's from Champaign exactly. to go to Parkland. Tell somebody that ride to high school, oh yeah, I go to Parkland, you feel like you ain't living up to whatever standards but parkland is a phenomenal stepping stone if you use it the way you're supposed to use it but for me i didn't and that was a real dark part of my life it was just real i i ain't have hope luckily i stayed there some people drop out and then you really done i stayed there but i wasn't i was staying more for the refund check than yeah. than to uh get an education so um but a lot of people was in my corner. Uh, definitely, uh, Doctor Fowler. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, or not. I know who he is. I don't know him, but I know who he is. Yeah, he he another like uh, Coach V type person, just a real leader. Make you feel like you somebody. Make you feel like you got a purpose. And um, so I stayed because of because of those reasons. And when she told me about Howard, I had never heard about Howard and HBCUs. Man. None of that at all so i started youtube and i was more interested in morehouse i'm like no i want to go here so i applied to morehouse and howard and um my gpa you needed 2.5 to transfer my gpa was like a 2.2 at the time 2.3 and i got it up to a 2.4 um and then they they wasn't messing with me so howard didn't say anything back so i started calling i got in touch with the admissions lady like, okay, I'm gonna look into your package or whatever, get back to you. Kept blowing her phone up, she stopped responding. Mm. So then I go back to Parkland, I'm like, all right, it's whatever. I'm just gonna go to a smaller school, but I, now I'm motivated, you know? Oh, and shout out to Sunga, because if it wasn't for him, he went to U of I. To right, yeah. So he was, uh, you know, some people start acting brand new. He was inviting me to the dorms. Uh, it was called Fat Doms on, uh, I think, Tuesdays. They go out there, barbecues. Introduced me to all his, you know, you of our friends. We were going to Chicago, to their house, this and that. So that was, that was um, one of my biggest inspirations. But um, back to what I was saying. What I was saying before. You was you was talking about how you 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 uh, didn't quite had a GPA. Oh and yeah. You, you wanted you just wanted to go back. You went back. Mm -hmm. and just kind of just and just yeah just in a way you just said okay I I gotta. Instead of you know trying to slide in on some preferential or, or mm -hmm. some, I'm I'm just gonna give them what they want, right? Exactly. And the crazy like this is nothing but God. So that summer I applied to the woman stopped answering. 
Went back to Parkland to do my thing. The next summer, I'm applying to colleges. Applied to Morehouse, got a letter back. I had met one of my homies that was going there, and he introduced me to this guy. I'm messaging him. He's like, make sure you got this, make sure you got that. Then they sent me a uh, letter saying I didn't get in. So I called. This is the next summer. I called him like, what happened? Like, I was going through all this stuff. He told me to get all these letters, this and that. And then I don't get in. He like, man, it's just hard to fight your case, like, with your GPA. But if you could fly out here, then I could probably get you in because you could sit in front of the board and sell yourself. So I'm like, okay, cool. Hung up with him, called my mom. They said I could come out there to Morehouse, sit in front of the board or whatever. And uh, if I could sell myself, then I could get me, um, I could get accepted. She, okay, cool. We trying to find, figure out who I'm going to call to help me get the plane ticket. Right hand of God, I don't remember the exact day. I know it was either that day or the next day. While I'm trying to come up with the money for the plane ticket, the woman called me from Howard. Like, um, oh, Quantrell, I was just wondering if you, uh, if you got your package. I'm like, what package? I haven't talked to her like since the last summer. I haven't applied again or nothing like that. She's like, yo, yo, um, admissions package. And then I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, you, uh, you, um, accepted to Howard. I'm, we sent your admissions package. Like, why? That's crazy, right? Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Stuff like that. That's God. If that didn't happen, then where would I be? Maybe I would have gotten to Morehouse. Maybe I would have went down there, and they still would have declined. You know. Right. So, so when you when she got when you got that call, you just pretty much said that's where I'm going. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I right? didn't know that. Yeah. So it wasn't like the traditional like oh just go apply to these schools and snap. That it was the next summer that I hadn't heard from the woman. I don't know how she thought about me. The next, I don't know how it happened. But now we cool. Uh, she was at my graduation. Met my family and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, she changed my life with that. So, when you were you still a current student? Was that or was that like spring semester or? Summer, or do you remember? School was uh, school was out at that time. I remember I was over uh, one of my homie Ryan. I was over his house in Sunga, and uh, my mom had brought the the admissions package over there. So it was it was definitely summertime, and I ain't had that long before I had to go like find a place there. And um, yeah, so it was it was summertime. And I ended up staying in the dorm, but I was at Parkland three years. Right, okay. Instead of two, you right, only supposed yeah, to be there yeah. two years. But that's why I'm so humble, because, like I said, with the luck thing, you some people don't want to call it luck. Whatever you want to call it, whatever that thing is, uh, blessing, I think it's a blessing, it's luck, a miracle, all of that. Like, if you didn't have those occurrences, then where would you be? And then that mess it up for people, you know what I mean? When you do do something positive and you're like, oh, man, y'all need to get y'all life together. Y'all need to do X, Y, Z. That was just you. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's real talk. Yeah, so that's why that's why I am the way that I am. I'm just super happy every day. Yeah, you are. Every and, day. And, you know, this man got a, a smile that can light up a room. I appreciate it. Um, you know, just, <clears throat> like you said, just happy, humble. Uh, you know, just headed to the top, man. So, so I mean, let's get into it, man. You know, so you get to DC. Um, you know, HBCU. Let me, let me, let me tell the people 
you know, you said you had never heard of HB, you were never aware of HBCU, like, and it was funny because I got a, I got a partner, <clears throat> and his son goes to Centennial. And, you know, Danville High School does a HBCU college fair. You oh, know, nice. of course they don't come here. <laughs> they don't advertise it too much here. Yeah. You know, so my buddy went to UAPB for a semester or a year. Pine Bluff? Yeah, okay. Pine Bluff. Yeah, my fault. No, you good. I'll just make sure. No, I, the people need no Pine Bluff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... You know, in hindsight, he did he didn't stay there long, but in hindsight, he always says it was the best best time of his life. And like I said, Danville does it does it have has a fair, but Unit Four One Sixteen, you know, their counselors, their edu- their staff. They don't really push that, <clears throat> you know. Right. He found out the day it was the day before the fair occurred in Danville, and so now that you are, let's let's rewind a fast forward. Now that you're at Howard, you starting that first semester at Howard. When you stepped off and and moved in, settled in, um, Howard is in D.C. Howard is in D.C. What am I? Am I about what ten, fifteen thousand undergrads, or probably something like that? Maybe less. Maybe less. So, yeah. so kind of a intimate college. Yeah. You probably know a lot of students. Yeah. You bump heads with them. Not, not when I mean bump heads, like come in contact with them. Probably everybody speak to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the most part, going to party together. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do regret that I couldn't get out to a homecoming. Before, before we get into all the good <laughs> stuff, just, I mean, I, 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 I saw, saw some of the pictures that you would post that, you know, and, and, just tell the people what is a Howard. I mean, Biggie done done referenced it in rhymes, you know. Jay Z, like, just tell the people what a Howard homecoming is like. Man, it's sad to say though, it's it's not the same. For real. But prior to, I think either last, not last year, the year before last, yeah, it's so now it's called the new Howard. The new Howard. Okay. It's watered down, but before that, man. Howard homecoming is like you can't put it into words. You, my first year there, we going. Everybody heard about Howard homecoming. We geeked up, like me, five of my friends. We go out there to the yard. Jeezy come out there like rapping like trap or die songs. Thug motivation. I'm like, this is crazy. Just like, an impromptu concert. Yeah, Jeezy right there. Next year it was like uh no the year before, year after Jeezy it was uh. I think it was Rick Ross and Rick Ross and Big Sean. And then the year after that, it was Meek Mill, T.I., Drake, 2 Chainz. Right. All the, you, know, you ain't paying nothing. You just get your drink or whatever. 
go out there on the yard, free, so live, like, it's, and then aside from that, that's, that's, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but that's, like, uh, the yard thing, but then it's, like, events, so you, so that night, then, we'll be at this club, tomorrow night, we're at this club, daytime, it's like a carnival out here, like that, but, yeah, that was, can't explain it. So, a more serious question. Um, I know a lot of brilliant, brilliant minds have, have, you know, studied it. You know, a, bi- a brilliant black minds, you know, have studied mm-hmm. at HBCUs. Like, what does it, what does it mean? Like, I, the the pride I see, you know, um, in yourself, and you know, a lot of you know, people that I know that, that have, you know, been, to, you know, graduated and, and been to HBCUs, like, just explain that pride that you have. Like, like, I think the thing that with you that I think why I wish I would have went to an HBCU, I, I, y'all just seem like you're ready to just conquer the world when y'all leave, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and it's just, it's just amazing to see, you know, brothers and sisters that, you know, just come out and, and they just have such a positive outlook. And like, is it just something like because you're with your people that you just feel empowered and you really just don't have that, you know, dealing with, you know, people from abroad, whites, you know, just can you kind of explain it a little bit if you can put it in the words what? Yeah, so so part of it is because you with like all your people, so it's like you name a city, I give you a name, like a person that's from there, like all over the United States, and then you got Africa, and then you got the Virgin Islands and the Caribbean people, like you got your Haitians and your Jamaicans and your East African, your West African. Like imagine going to a a, a party and then they're like, Where's Chicago at? Where's Champagne at? Where Decatur at? But then this is where Nigeria, where Niger, where uh, Malawi, they and all it's, and it's somebody represented yeah, like a whole group though, not just right. one person. Like that's how it was. So them was and then the, the ones that's from uh, it's uh from America, they like some different. I don't know, like they had money. That was crazy. You know, I see so many black people with money. Like one time, my first year there. This guy named Langston dropped his. We went to the ATM getting some liquor. He dropped his ATM receipt sixty thousand, like on the balance. Balance. Obviously, his dad gave him his card or something like that. But that was them type of black people. Or man, this party finna be lit. We gotta go. But we got this paper doing two days. Okay, cool. We gonna go out, not <laughs> drink, hit the library afterwards. Be in the library till like four in the morning. After we just hit this party, we just didn't drink tonight. Like, them were some of the most brilliant black people, some of the most beautiful black people. And the thing is, like, I think if you go to college, great. If you don't go to college, go to trade schools. You got to do something that's going to put you in a position to get ahead. But at Howard, at least, what they taught us was not how to be white, not how to be like nobody else how to be the strongest black person that you could be. So when you in those board meetings and 
those job interviews and this and that. You ain't coming in there like, oh, it's a group of white people, so I'm scared to talk. Nah, I still got my power. I'm still leveraged in here, and y'all brought me in here for a reason. So why I'm going to start? If y'all brought me in here as a black person, why I'm coming here acting like a white person, or like an Indian person, or like a Hispanic? You brought me here because I'm black. Right. You knew that. You know yeah, what I mean? So Exactly. And that's important. That's what I that's that's what I think is important. That's the message is that you you're empowered. Right. You know, like it really empowers you, you know, because you're from Champagne. Champagne is twelve percent black, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe Central is forty some percent black when you went there, but you know, so when you go to Howard and and it's in D.C. and you know and that's another thing about HBCUs that I think people lose sight on is that you're in D.C. you're in Virgi- you're in the D.M.V. practically you know you got Baltimore you got you know Virginia you know D.C. and it's a hop skipping a jump from New York and um you know Morehouse is in Atlanta yeah. you know. Texas Southern is in Houston. FAMU, Florida A&M, Tala- like these are these schools sit in metro metropolitan areas, and those corporations and businesses and and things like that 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 are in those cities have to respect the education that these students receive from these places because they've been around for years and they've produced some of, like I said, some of the most brilliant minds. And then when, like you said, if, if, if you're from Howard and, and they're teaching you to be you, to be the best you, to, to conquer the world, to be an asset to somebody's company. Um, I mean, what's there not to like? Yeah. You know, and so another thing I wanted to ask you. So when you get there, we talked about homecoming. We talked. So you really, really buckled down and took school very serious. Was that was that just the environment, or was it? Was it self motive? I mean, what? I mean, it had to be self motivation, but just being around those 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 black folks and, like you said, you know, because I, I mean, you posted a couple of your, you know, uh, grade reports and they, they were pretty 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 good, you know. Yeah, so appreciate that. Just talk about, you know, um, the the education you received, some of your professors, some 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 advice you received from maybe. That, that you carry today from a professor or or just the experience. I, I I just want the people to know what I really want people to look into it, especially from here. Right. I mean, you're doing very well. You Appreciate know, you, you definitely are headed 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 to a lot of to some big things. I, I see it. Appreciate that. So so, so, the, the, so get get I I, I a message that was given to you, you know, spread that, give give the people that, that gem that you received. Yeah. So, first of all, there's a couple of different dynamics that go into, like, why you working so hard. 
the first thing is, so another interesting story, when I got to how I got in, got there, got in the dorm, but if I ain't have enough money for second semester, second semester I was gonna have to go home. So that was understood, I couldn't afford to stay in the dorm and pay for school and books this and that. So I'm just like, all right, whatever, I'm just gonna go hard as I can. End up getting straight A's the first semester, went to financial aid, like, man, I got straight A's, and nothing I could do, nobody can give me no money to stay here, that's, that's the question. And then they're like, okay, well, let, let us um, take a look. Gave me a full-ride scholarship, so everything else was paid for. That year, I got like, it was like 11000 something like that, for a refund check. I sent my mom five, gave my grandma like a 1000 and then blew the rest on sleep and stuff. But that's one of the things. So I was on scholarships. I had to stay over a certain, I think over like a 3-2 or something like that. Second thing is... You, you want to be like, everybody want to stand out. That's one of my biggest fears is being regular. I like regular and comfortable. I'm just, I feel uncomfortable at that time. So you got Ta-Nehisi Coates. You got Thurgood Marshall, Felicia Rashad, P. Diddy. All these people that done went to this school. Uh, yeah, and talk regular. that talk. Yeah, like, talk that talk. These like them, like for real bosses. You can't just graduate and then go even if you go work at a good company, cool, you go work at a good company, now you're just doing that, making your money, that ain't enough, because you ain't gonna be distinguished like them, like the mayor, what's the mayor of Atlanta now, I can't think of his name. Yeah, yeah, I forget his name. He, yeah, yeah, I met him, he a real cool dude. He groomed this other guy, um, dang, I can't believe I forgot his name. But anyway, he groomed him, he went to Howard too, and ended up going to law school, and now he cool with Obama, and Obama developed this, small business role for him where he try to stimulate that. Like, people doing them type of things. Right, and you just, yeah. And there's no way that you could just be cool with being regular. Right. So that's where uh, that's where that, that motivation came from. And even now, like, um, well, I ain't going to go and say, I don't know who's going to hear this, but, yeah, so you just want to, you know what I mean? You want to get to. Yeah. You don't want to look back like, man, I could have did X, Y, Z. Yeah, like, yeah. And and so, um, so, I, 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 I noticed, at first I, I thought you, when, when you got to Howard, um, and you were interning and, and really, you know, you had a couple of interns, right? One was yeah. in New York, one was at the White House. No, so it was uh, with this law firm called Holland and Knight. Right, okay, that's the one. Uh, yeah, and then um, Congressman Benny Thompson, Congressman Joe Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy's grandson. Okay. And then uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you posted the letter when you got that one Yeah. on social media. So just just talk about your experiences with 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 those internships, the, the relationships that um, that you were able to, you know, you know, develop with with um, like you said, uh, you know, the, the the Kennedy family and and just the law firms and mm-hmm. and and uh, and also just talk about what what you. What were your goals and in, in, in inching and inching towards graduation and and what your goals became 
when when did it become clear like this is what I want to do you know upon completing you know your degree right so uh my first internship the the law and that's when I thought that I wanted to be a lawyer um my mentor at the time knew like a VP there and he introduced me to him that's how I ended up getting that but that guy from Holland Tonight is still my mentor real close um and then while I was at Holland Tonight just meeting people um, I ended up leveraging that to get um, on Capitol Hill because one of the one one of the women there, she had went to Howard, and then the the guy on Capitol Hill, uh, Congressman Benny Thompson, chief of staff, he went to Howard as well. So I was able to close that gap. And when I got on Capitol Hill, I've always been a Kennedy fan. Like I just love the family. They just, I mean, they're just some cool people. Yeah. And then what they did for black people. So uh i went to his door like just to meet him i just wanted to meet him and i missed him like the first two or three times and then i talked to the scheduler like well i mean I, every time i come here he's never here can i just get some time i just want to take a picture with him and you know what i'm saying say hello introduce myself so she set me up a meeting and i just did my research so i had something to talk about i didn't know how long yeah. it was gonna be and kind of find out he was uh he he don't drink alcohol at all and he played, it was either lacrosse or, like, Bowden or something like that in college. And whenever they would, like, go out for drinks, he would order milk. So his nickname was the Milkman. Okay. So when I went in there, I brought, like, a, a little half gallon of milk and gave it to him. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that nice got to him. meet you, Milkman. He started laughing, like, telling the whole office, brought me out there, like, oh, look at that. I love this kid. Look what he did. I mean, who comes up with that? This and that. And I told him I was interested in interns. Okay, well. This where this who you talk to. I applied and then got that internship. And my last one was just like, I just need to make some money. So I did. That was the one with Congressman Benny Thompson, and I had already had already had a relationship with that one so, with them. So it was just um, more more laid back. But what that taught me was coming from like where we come from, being from Champaign or any other low socioeconomic area. It's you got to keep it real and then hold no new friends thing. But the new friends thing, you got to throw it out the window because that's one of the most important, you know what I mean, aspects Thank of that progression. And that's, then, yeah, that, that's, and, and, and the thing that I'm getting is you got, you got a new family mm. and it's the Howard family. Right. You see what I'm saying? And Again, being the HBCU, being a, in the Howard family, that's all it, that's, oh, you from Howard? Okay, well, because they already know off top what they're getting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, this, that's, that's what I'm getting from when you, you know, besides you being you and saying, I need to meet Joe Kennedy. Mm-hmm. But every other one, <coughs> but every other one, this person went to Howard, that person went to Howard. And that's what I that's what I want the people to know is that this man right here is he in the Howard family and and he's going to he's going to be all right because his family is gonna look out for him. And 
you know, I, I read something where they they tried to they trying to do away with the HBCU name or title. And I think it's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Excuse my French, you know, but <clears throat> you know, I, I, I Terrence J uh was telling a story, um, you know, when Stacy Dash was popping off being a a coon, talking about well B E T it shouldn't be B E T, it shouldn't be B E T awards and <clears throat> and Terrence J was like, you know, it really disappoints me that she talking like that because I'm from North Carolina and my dream was to go to UNC Chapel Hill. I didn't get admitted, but I got admitted to North Carolina A&T. So he, and and it's almost like he has like a same story as you kind of where it's like, maybe you wanted to go to U of I or, you know, somewhere, but you didn't get in, but you know, our, our, you know, people, uh, the HBCUs saw this, this diamond and where other, other people just saw a rock. Mm -hmm. And so he, he was just like, nah, you know, I'm on ETV or whatever. I'm on major cable TV now, but coming out of North Carolina A&T, I didn't have those opportunities. Right. You know, so BET gave me that. So for her to say that it shouldn't be that, that's way off base. So when somebody says, you know, maybe we should do away with the HBCUs, but but I think, was there, was there a lot of white people at Howard? Nah. See, I, nah. Think, I think a lot of I think a lot of, you know, I think that's what the, you know, I think that's what it was where I think it was some some HBCUs are admitting a lot of, you know, more and more, you know, Caucasians. Mm -hmm. And so <coughs> I guess in order to be an HBCU, I guess that percentage has to be certain, you know, high 90s or whatever to be HBCU and some are, you know, kind of taking more white, you know, students, but, you know, did Howard, I mean, was Howard, like, they had computer labs, they had, you know, up-to-date stuff, I mean, they had to, you know? Yeah. Do yeah. they do they renovate the buildings? I mean, are they air-conditioned? I mean, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, uh, that's why, that's why some of, like, the, the guys that I was cool with at Howard... Like them, my brothers to this day. Like, cause it's like coming up in the projects with with somebody. Like we we lived in a dorm where we got roaches and we got mice and this whole semester we had no hot water, so we taking cold showers. Like, really? That's how it was. That, but that was before we had a president that we got now. Um, that president had a Rolls Royce to pull up on campus in, just balling out. But the new one, um, I just got a chance to meet him last time I was there. Uh, some little event that he had, but man, the, the dude is brilliant. He graduated from Howard, I think, at like 16 years old, mm. or got in at 16, something like that. But er, way earlier, three or four years earlier than he was supposed to, uh, he got his his undergraduate degree. But that's why I said it's the new Howard. So for us, it's like 
I don't know, it's a good or bad. You want them to have that same experience that you had. It's hard to look back and be like, oh, dang, I ain't, uh, I mean, at the time, you want hot water or you don't want mice in your room or roaches and this and that. But when you look back, it's like, man, we, we made it through all that and we did it together. So these new kids... Like imagine being in your dorm, you don't got no Wi-Fi. Like, I'm right. in college. I don't yeah. got no Wi-Fi. Yeah. You got to go to the library. <laughs> but them, like, we was laughing about that because they had posted something on um, social media. Some of the new Howard kids, like, um, are you serious? I don't have Wi-Fi. I'm, I, I'm like, that's what you worry about? Right. Wi-Fi? Better, that was a giveaway. Right. You better get your <laughs> right. phone plan, right. get some old data, right. you know. Yeah. Dang, okay. Well. Yeah, and then the buildings, uh, nah, if you, Lock Hall, that's one of the main ones on the yard. Lock Hall, Douglas Hall, you gonna cook. It's, 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 <laughs> it is what it is. You gonna cook. Aye. But then the newer buildings, like, they show more love to, like, the engineering building. We renovated that. And then now that he there, um, I think they're renovating the other buildings. But it give you that feel, like, how many people have sat in these classrooms, you know what I mean? Right. So... You complain a little bit, but just wear extra layers when you get in there. You gotta take this one out. Yeah, okay. See, that's the thing. Like I, you know, I'm I'm trying to pick your brain because I, I, you know, I didn't experience it. You know, so uh, okay, that's 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 interesting. You know, but you know, it is what it is. You you, I guess that's that's the thing. You you work with what you got and and. You know, it is it's it's just that. It's just that. Yeah. And and you, you, you come out of that, it's just it's almost like you come out of what you came out of as a kid. Like yeah. that's nothing, huh? Yeah. And then another thing is with it being all black people, so if I go to a PWI and I'm getting straight A's, I'm most definitely gonna get some money if I go look for it. Cause you black, you're right. a minority here, you getting you getting straight A's, cool. But there Everybody black, everybody grinding. You got two internships, she got three. You on Capitol Hill, she in the White House. Right. So you always trying to one up so you could get some more money. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, that was another. That was one of the challenges, but that's one of the things that you know, iron sharpen iron. Yeah, iron sharpen iron. Yeah. So how? So how? So you? So you were you were in Howard for what? Four what, years. Four years with yeah. all the interns and. Okay, so. So let's let's talk about inching closer to graduation. No, 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 no. Let me let me backtrack. So, what year you you graduated with last year? Two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. So you was you was out there. So you had just got out there when Obama got inaugurated, right? For yeah, the second term. Two thousand eleven. So yeah, when he got when he won his second term. It was like a movie in front of the wall. Like usually you go out there, they they usually pretty cool, but it ain't no climbing on that fence or none of that. Right. That night though, like black people, white people, Indian people, Hispanics, we all hugging each other. We got liquor out there. I had cigar out there. They let people climb up on the fence. People cheering like it was crazy. And he was there the, the whole four years. Yeah, the whole so four years. That was special. So, you you got into the ball, didn't you? Yeah. How was that? That was, man, that night I met, like, 
Jamie Foxx. Lala. I was drinking with Lala, man. That's a beautiful woman. (laughs) Beautiful woman. No, she bad. Yeah. (laughs) A bunch of people. Matumbo. Uh, Who else is in there? Uh, what's the dude's name from uh? I think Morris Boys Chestnut. Yeah, yeah, Morris Chestnut. yeah, yeah. You posted a picture with him. Yeah, it was a lot of people in there. That yeah. was fun. That was fun. Yeah, that yeah. I, like I said, you know, I, I and I think, I think your your experiences, man. And I'm just so glad that you you shared them with like your. Your family and your Facebook friends, your social media, because it, it it's like I think we live through you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we able to see you appreciate that in man. that in that in the presence of to, of all that greatness. Yeah, and I know that had to you know talk about how that motivated you. Just you know, just those those nights. You know, all that fun, just, like, did you experience racism, anything out there? Or was it, I mean, was it just a situation where we just, it's just one big struggle, one big happy, you know, like. Yeah. Because you are, like you said, you, you, you fighting for, you know, respect. You, 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 you fighting for a position. You, like, you striving for something. Mm-hmm. You know, was it, and I, you know, I've heard that, you know, like Georgetown and things like, like I heard that that's really white, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like John Thompson had all the black folks fooled, like <laughs> Georgetown is, is white. Yeah. You know, yeah, how? they got to come to Howard to get that girl. Huh? They got to come to Howard to get that girl. Oh, they do? <laughs> okay, I figured that, yeah, <laughs> if, if, if it's like that. Yeah, but, but. um, no, nah, no, no race, I think they knew, like. They knew what we stood for. We wasn't, even to this day, I remember when I first got to Howard, I, like, went downstairs to get my mail, had on my do-rag and some flip-flops or something, and somebody checked me, like, an older, like, person downstairs, like, you don't ever know who you're going to run into. With, you got, you came down with some flip-flops and do-rag on, like, to this day, I want, you would never see me out. Yesterday, I went in Dollar General, wife beater on. And I ran into somebody, one of my counselors in high school. I'm like, oh, my God, prime example. I told her my car, shirt was in the car, so I didn't want to wrinkle it or whatever. But, yeah, no um, no racism, a lot of respect. Uh, D.C. real diverse. A lot of um, homosexuals, a lot of black people. Um, Georgetown area, more white people. But it's not like you coming in there, they looking at you crazy or none of that. Right. Yeah, they... You know, they, right. it was it was cool. So was you was you mobile? You had a car and stuff eventually out there. Nah, it's the metro. So oh, okay, so you can get anywhere, anywhere you need to go. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I seen you went to New York a couple times. That's my city. Yeah, I so love New York. That's how long? That's how? That's what? Three hours? Four hours? Four hours? Yeah. Four hours from DC. It's like a twenty dollar bus ride. That's it. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I'm I'm just trying to paint a picture, man, because I I want people that listen to this to tell their kids, like, man, you know that that might be a, a situation that I want my children to experience. Yeah. So I, I mean, think every 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 black kid should go to an HBCU because you're not gonna learn who you are growing up around here. 
you learn white history, you don't learn black history. That's cool. We should learn about each other history, but it's predominantly white history that you're learning about here. You don't learn that unless you go to a um, HBCU or self-study. But as far as the Facebook thing goes, that's one of my I post to because I want to motivate people and I want people to know that the only thing that changed about me is my aspirations. You never see me, no, not you personally, obviously, but nobody see me nowhere and I'm like, oh, acting like I don't know you. I don't care who I'm with. I give everybody the same utmost respect. My mom be like, oh, you should stop putting XYZ on Facebook, especially my grandma. I'm like, nah, I'd like to put that on there so that they could know. A lot of people grew up with me. A lot of people that did stuff with me. They should be able to look at me like, man, if he could do it, I most definitely could do it. I'm cool with that. I wouldn't be offended or nothing. That's how I want you to think. Yeah, I don't want to cool call. I don't want to call nobody out, but uh, the last time I did an episode, uh, my guest, my guest uh, has a daughter, and she visited. She got accepted, visited, and you posted. the screenshot of the text message where, you know, I guess she was able to, you know, she was told she needed to link up with you and, and, you know, she followed up and, and I, and I think y'all, y'all linked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it disappointed me that she didn't come. She didn't go. And I think, you know, I think she may have drug her feet, uh, um, she drug her feet, you know, with the admissions and, and trying to get the money right. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, it's that I, I was, I was, I was really disappointed. Yeah. And, and so, um, so that's another reason why I just really wanted to, you know, get you on. Like I said, I'm not, you know. I just want to, you know, the time is flying, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. But um, now that you've graduated and, and you've been out a couple of years, I, you know, what are you doing now? Um, I'm a stockbroker at Charles Schwab. Right. In Indianapolis, but I'm moving to Dallas uh, Friday, we leave. And how did that happen? Uh, Dallas. No, just just getting them getting hooked up with with, with Schwab. Oh yeah, so uh, after college, I didn't know, so I was just applying places because I didn't know. I knew my experience was politics, but I didn't. I don't want to do that. Oh, like so, it's like damn, shot myself in the foot. But um, a mutual friend ended up telling me about the company, took a look at it, and then referred me. So I'm like, all right, I tried out. Ended up loving it. It's one of those fields where you you can never master it ever. Right. You can get real good, but every day is gonna be something new because every day something happened in the world is gonna affect the market. We know. Right. So uh, I started off just doing cashiering stuff, uh, but now, excuse me, as a stockbroker, your primary goal is to bring in outside assets so you just talking money all day long and it's cool i think it's uh i think it's it's fun for me i got my license 
So the Howard in me, you just need your 763. But it's these other this other group that's going. So all of us gonna go to a to a branch. Um, and those guys got their series 66 already. That allow you to give advice with your 763. You can just buy and sell securities. But with the 66, I can advise you. So they like, oh yeah, but when you get to the branch, then you get your 66. But they got theirs right now. Right. So right before Foundations of Trading, where they teach you how to buy and sell securities, I went and self-studied and did in like two weeks and got my 66. So that set me apart, you know what I mean? But now we back to where I'm getting comfortable. So that's why I'm going to um, to Dallas. And then I'll be uncomfortable again. I'm working on my CFP right now. Okay. And then after that, I'm going to go to Harvard. Oh, so you're going to go back, you're going to go to uh, grad school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you said you got your 66, so that means you can advise. Mm-hmm. All right, man, drop a jewel, man. Tell, tell, tell youngsters. I heard something on another podcast, and it it, it was so real, but the uh, it was a comedian. I forget his name, but he said, you know what's whack? He said, really what's whack is when street dudes don't have life insurance. <laughs> so when you're a street dude, you got jail and death. So of course, if you go to jail, you know that's that that's a bond, you know. But if you die, and you done you done sold all this dope and did did did, did all this stuff in the street, but you ain't got no life insurance, uh. you know. But what? Drop a gem. T- t- okay, what what? Just some 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 basic advice. You know about somebody your age getting out of school. Of course, we gonna we gonna whip up, get a new whip. You know what I'm saying? And and but what what's one of the first things we should do when we get that job and and start making a little money, getting a little check? What should we do? Should we pay the bills? Should we put something? The mic is yours. Go ahead. I'll add them. Yeah. So first of all, you want to make sure you got an emergency fund. Um, three to six months. If you don't got no jobs, you're gonna be able to pay all your bills for three to six months. That's your emergency fund. Then you gotta be able to pay your bills. After that, contribute the most you can to your 401k. If it's if they gonna especially if they match and the most companies match. Right. So contribute the most you can to that. You might feel like your check getting a little shorter, but do it because that's free money if they matching it. So uh, and if they don't got a uh, 401k then you should have a Roth IRA okay so a Roth IRA allows you to um, contribute 5500 5, annually up until you uh, 59 and a half, 59 and, a half yeah. and after that it's 6500 but you should have that Roth because a lot of people think that when they uh, even this, so even if your company do got a 401k you should have that Roth because you can't sustain your lifestyle right. in a 401k you be able to pay your bills, go to Aldi's, get you something to eat, chill. But if you want to still be vibrant, you're going to have to have another savings, and that's what that, that Roth allow you to do, and that money's okay. going tax deferred. All right. Now, I'm 38. I had a Roth IRA. I started it at 24. Um, I 
paid in. To, I had I, I paid in. I was doing like 120 a month. So oh, at that good. time, it was like 24. I think you, I was able to do like 25 a year, but like you said, it's like 50 something, uh, five over five, five G's. But here's what happened to me. I I had to cash it in because my house, my siding was falling apart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm at U of I, so we don't. I don't think we have a Roth IRA. We just have a a retirement where they pay you a pension. Mm-hmm. So what I want to know. At my age, since I'm 40, got two kids, should I be aggressive and go mutual? Because I don't have that, you know, I, I don't have 50, 50, you know, I need a, I need to be a little bit more aggressive, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what, what advice would you give me? Yeah, so if you ask me, I'll say definitely be aggressive at only 38 years old. Like, I talked to... 92, 96, 98-year-olds, 101-year-olds, that's just fine, still investing. So at 38, you got at least 50 years, at least, of investing. But anybody can give you an allocation. You want to make sure that you're comfortable with it. Right, right, right. So if I tell you aggressive, but you wake up tomorrow and see that your account down $200, and you calling me like, man, Quan, what's oh, no, going yeah, on? Yeah, now, I understand that. I'm just saying because I felt like if – because I've been on my, I started my job at 22. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't make a lot of money, but I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, but like you said, when I don't want to work a day over 55, you know, Facts. and I'm and I'm 38, so it's coming. Yeah, you know, yeah. so because I don't have the Roth no more, that was 24. I did that what four or five years. So that was over. I was I was working on something, but. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go finance a siding for my crib. That was like eleven thousand. Right. So, you know, so I was like, man, you know, so I know I got to do. So when I say aggressive, I'm thinking like mutual funds. You know. Yeah. So, uh, to me, mutual funds more like they give you that allocation. They're gonna diversify you, right? But they more conservative because you spread out. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So when I say aggressive, I mean, or, I mean, you could get a mutual fund that's just invested in equities. You don't got to get one that's diversified. Like, you can get my favorite one. This is not a recommendation for anybody. But my, understood, my favorite understood. one is, is uh, I love index funds. If you look at a, a chart of the S&P 500 okay. over the last 50 years, it go. it's just like up, up, up. When the market crashed, it dipped, but back up, back up. Market crash dipped, but back up, back. So, and that's Warren Buffett's philosophy too. Just put it in, put it in some index funds, and sit back, enjoy the ride. Okay, but you talking Warren Buffett? I ain't, you know. So, what, what is the? Cause I heard if you if 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 you ain't got a hundred thousand, don't even don't even. Fuck with Schwab. Excuse my French. Is, is that is that pretty accurate? No. So if you <laughs> if you're in a branch, if you going into the branch to talk to somebody, and you don't, they still they still mess with you. But <laughs> that that that's I ain't just saying that because I work there. For one, at very at very least, at the middle, everybody should have a checking account with Charles Schwab because there's no fees, no minimum balance, and they they refund all your ATM fees. So you use any ATM anywhere, they're going to give you that money back. But 
if you call, I mean, set up, go to Schwab.com, set up your account, then yeah, you could call just to like how you was just saying, man, I'm 38, what's up? We'll have a whole conversation with you. Like, this is what you should be doing. This is what you shouldn't do. And then that's that. But yeah, no, nah, don't, uh, you don't, you don't gotta have hundred thousand dollars, yeah. All right, okay. You know, I heard that. I'm just like, okay, well, no, I'm like, I ain't, ain't got to. Yeah, talking to them, yeah. Some <laughs> people you do, some people don't. Right, and it makes sense. Like, if I've been doing, if, if somebody been in the game and, and they done help people make, you know, millions and millions of dollars, it's just like, you know, it's like, it's like Jay-Z, man. Like, everybody can't get Jay on the phone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like, okay, you need to talk to Emory, Tata, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I like that. But so, you know, okay, man. Okay, this is we all over the place, but I'm 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 liking this, man. Me too. You Me know too. what I'm saying? Okay. So, all right, so I I I got a few things and, and, and I gotta be transparent. You know, I got some credit card, I got some things that I, I definitely gotta clean up. And, and and I got to really take it serious. But, you know, like I said, man, like when you out of school and you get that first job and you just like, man, I'm good. I can kick it. I can, you know, pay my bills. Then you get that first job and you, you, you know that something going, you know, you got some retirement, maybe a little Social Security, but. Then you had that first child, that second child. You get married. Okay, I got my life insurance. But it's like, man, you know, I'm, I go to the doctor. I'm, I'm pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like, man, I want to I wanna, I wanna get some passports and have them stamped. When, you know? Right. Man, Cass is Cass out here grinding. Grinding And hard. then when they get old, it's like, man, like. The house ain't the house might be paid for, you know, refinanced a bunch of times and you ready to come off the job and you still got a mortgage. It's just yeah. like, you know. Yeah, but, but it, it take it take money to to make money. Right. So if you get up to that fifty five range and then you can you got enough money put up, even if your investments ain't doing as well as you would have wanted them, that's why mutual funds are cool. Cause you got the money there to be able to make money. So it's a dude like one of my clients the other day. This man pay a hundred and fourteen thousand dollars annually just on interest. He paying that out just on interest. So that's what he. 000. That's what he living off of. Nah, he he paying that. So if you got a margin account, then say you want to buy a hundred shares of Apple, then you only give us fifty percent. You getting a hundred shares, but you only paying for half of them. That's what he doing. So why you borrowing those shares? We letting you borrow this. You gotta pay us interest. So why he doing that? He paying. That's how much he paying just interest. But then another dude invested, and in, it's like uh, Procter and Gamble and uh, I think Atrium is Atrium a company? Huh? Yeah, those two. He making like uh, I think it's like one forty a year just off that. If he don't do nothing else, he got just off dividends. His dividend, he bringing in one hundred and forty thousand a year, but that's the thing. Once you got enough money to put it in something like that, then you could just chill and it's just gonna make the money for you. Listen, y'all, listen, just just listen to this talk. <laughs> this this is this is this is a young man that grew up in Birch Village and Bradley McKinley talking like this. 
This is straight up inspiration. Appreciate that. Do you? I just want y'all to understand this. This young man right here grew up in Birch Village and Bradley McKinley. You know, and and so it, some of it I didn't understand because you know, but I, I, I but that's the that's the inspir- That's why I wanted to get get you get you in here, man. Because this is this is awesome, man. Yeah, I'm glad you invited me. You grew up in Birch Village and Bradley McKinley, bro. Yeah. You're not supposed to be talking like that. Yeah. You know that, right? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, man, Mark, how we doing? We This might be the longest one. It is. You can just hang out. Okay. All right. No, I, you know, because he moving to Dallas, you know, so he, he, he went to Howard. So, man, just, just let these kids know. Uh, I just want you to to just to let the people know where they can find you on 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 social media. I don't I don't. Are you on Twitter? You're not on Twitter. Nah. So you're on Snap and and in the book, right? Right. In the gram, you don't know you're not on the gram, are you? Uh, uh-uh, no. Okay. No. Yeah, just uh, in my Snapchat, I don't really. I don't really got that many followers because I don't be uh okay, well, advertising it. Okay, well we just. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 but yeah, Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I just changed it to uh, Wes Hedrick, W E S Hedrick. That's my dad's name, okay. Uh, but I go by that professionally because you gotta play the game. If you get a resume, okay. you, take one trail, you know what? Hey, first, you know, first, uh, you know, I, I, I F's with the Breakfast Club. You know, the Breakfast Club replaced Steve Harvey in town as, as the morning show on mm. High 1055. Okay, so when that happened, I want to say in February, it was a lot of people upset. Deservedly so. Steve is is the big homie, right? You know, very positive, but uh, you know the Breakfast Club they they got the people. You know the youngsters, eighteen yeah. to thirty four. They 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 on top. So envy one morning was like, um, he said, uh, "My name is Rayshon, his government." So he said, "If I." If I uh, just say my name is Sean, I felt like I got a little bit, you know, further, you know, business wise than Ray Sean. Mm-hmm. And so when you say that, that that's another gem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's another jewel that you're dropping. You know, it just is what it is. Yeah. You know, so, hey, play the game. That ain't that ain't being no no house. That's just playing the game. You yeah. still who you are, who you are. Yeah. Statistics prove that, too. It's, uh Man, that you the, you just brought that up the house thing. People like that used to really, really, really get to me, like um, three years ago, four years ago, like when I first got to school or whatever. Cause you wanna you wanna try so hard to let people know that you the same person, you know what I mean. But at the same time, you got a lot more to lose now, so you can't do that. So when people when you actually feel that in your heart. Like that you want to inspire these people and that you want to show them and motivate people and this and that and then people saying stuff like that. It's like, man, like you crazy. Like you sound crazy. Right. But at this point, I don't um I don't even address it. And my fiance, you know, my fiance is white, and people be like, man, like how you end up how you end up having a white fiance and you went to Howard. 
Man, same reason when I went to Howard. Well, one of the reasons I went to Howard and wasn't in no uh, fraternity or them females at Howard is bosses. They not, yeah, you going to be able to play games, whatever, have fun. I talked to a lot of girls. I even had some girlfriends. But we all on the same thing. We trying to come up. That's what we, that's what we was on. And when I met my fiance, um, and I ain't saying that to put her down. I'm just saying that was the case when I was there. When I met her, uh, she was working at my brother daycare, and we started talking. She was telling me about her old relationship, and we started talking or whatever. And then it just happened. It was like organic, you know. Yeah. And man, like. Ain't nobody ever held me down like how she hold me down or understood me like she understand me or like my little brother is like my son and me and my mom, best friends, we talk on the phone every day. I done had females like, oh, you uh, you talk to your mom too much. Oh, you always on the phone. None of that. Support any and everything I want to do. The most stupid things, things that really don't make sense. Or I even say it afterwards, like, man, that was stupid. I shouldn't have did that. We should have did X, Y, Z. I'm sorry for putting you in that. No, don't worry about it. At least you learn from it. If you learn from it, cool. She just, like, it's no no other person that I could think of that could be a backbone like that for me. So, at that point, it's not about race or none. It's just, she just all the way 100. And... If this was civil rights time, she'd be marching with uh, Martin Luther King, man. That's just facts. So, but that that thing, though, that used to get to me a lot. But it is what it is. Everybody don't um, got a broad, broad perspective. And that's a blessing for people to have a broad perspective. And common sense ain't so common. So, it is what it is. You help the people that you can. Grow, grow with the people that you can. But other than that, what, 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 uh, what your guy say? Uh, uh, he said, "I can't help the poor if I'm one of them." So how is you gonna be able to? I got rich and gave back. Yeah, I got rich. That's and a win-win. So, one more, one more question. I gotta let you go. Um, like you said, you got it. You got it. You you got a young brother that, like you said, is your son. You're getting ready to move to Dallas. Um, you really, you, you're from here. And so what, Here here's my take. And I don't know if, and I, I don't want to, I, I want you to think about it before you answer it, but I feel like going away and sometimes not coming back is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't have everybody to go away and come back and work at the same rec centers and the same schools and, you know, and then saturate this market. Mm-hmm. You know, so now you in Dallas and this person here, that person there. So when this person venture out, that person venture out, that person venture Oh man, you know, Quan from the crib, such and such from here. So, so, so I guess what I'm saying is, I'm not mad. I, I'm I'm actually excited for you because you 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 went to Howard, 
So now some, you know, I, I seen your other guy, man. What's what's my man? Sunday. No, no, he went to Howard. Did oh, Sherrod. Sherrod, yeah, because yeah. you know I used to I be reffing. So Sherrod, I, I'm reffing, dude. You know what I'm yeah. saying? In, in in the Savoy Rec League. And then the next semester he had Howard. I'm like, man, that, that was that was quick. Yeah. You know, so yeah. but uh but I just I just feel like, man, let's let's let some of these brothers and sisters, you know, set up shop other places and then when when other people leave, they can, you know, so they ain't gotta come back here and saturate it. And I and I and I like to equate everything back to basketball. Like, it's three high schools. Mm -hmm. I ain't even gonna count St. Thomas More. There's three high schools, and I swear we got about nine, nine, ten cats that want to coach. There's only three high schools. Right. How come this person won't go over here? Oh, man, you trying to coach? Okay, you got your stuff. Okay, well, I'm going to holler at my AD. I'm going to holler at my principal. We'll get your position. You on my staff, and then we'll build this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But everybody trying to coach. You got three spots here, three <laughs> spots here, three spots here, two white coaches. They t bringing their cats, they friends on. <laughs> and now you got 20, 20 coaches vying for really four spots. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, talk about that. Because, I mean, I, I you've you been in D.C., you've been in that. Now you're you getting ready to go to Dallas. Do you feel a, a tug from Champagne, or, or are you really just ready to spread your wings? No, nah, never. I never ever come back to live in Champagne ever. I love Champagne, but when you just think about our whole conversation, you talking about all the trials and tribulations that you had to go through. This not this city wasn't built for keep it one hundred, man. <laughs> we we about to go, we about to check we about to sign off, man. Let's keep it one hundred. Nah, you it from Birch Village and, and, and Bradley McKinley. We got – take it back there. We're we going to be out after this. I mean, I don't, I don't want you to offend nobody, but keep it 100. Yeah. This is, this is – they need to hear this. No, nah, man, this uh, – like you said, it's educated fool. So <laughs> if you offended, it called me a fool. <laughs> but the, the bottom line is Champagne wasn't built for me to win here. It's just not possible. Not to – like I said, I'm humble, but I don't – winning got me – a degree from prestigious university. I work for a Fortune 500 company. I got my license. I don't wear mics in the White House. You know what I mean? I like, man, and I can't right now. That's why I said, no, nah, I'm good on the wine because I was gonna have to drive. Right. I can't yeah. have a drink. Point oh eight for regular people, but for you, you get points. Like it's just crazy. I just don't. I don't even feel. I don't feel safe here on that. On that note. And then on the other side, uh, Boosie had posted something that was like, man, I used to be a young hardhead. People tell me, man, you got to get out the city, this and that. And I'm like, man, I ain't got to go nowhere. I'm Boosie. Ain't nobody going to do X, Y, Z. These people, some people are happy for you. Some people love you. But it's some other people that done grew up with you too, and they ain't in the same position that you in. Right. So that's just all this time that they harboring all this hate and envy, and you thinking everything cool. With your guards down. So when I come home, I, I kick it with my family, and then that's it, and I'll be gone. So, no, I don't feel no type of tug, but what you just said, that's what I was talking about, about the blessing of having a broad perspective. You would think that's logical. Like, you know Big 400? Did you know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Phoenix, was just right? in, Yeah, he was posting on that about how he's been at his job for a year now, 
and he got out the streets, this and that. That should motivate people. That's the type of stuff. I don't got to be right here next to you for you to exactly. be motivated. That's another reason why I like being on Facebook because you can see it. That's what I'm doing. You should get out of here too and be able to spread your, your right. wings because, I mean, some people live here and doing great. Right. You, Coach V, uh, uh, Dante Lott, y'all like the big homies of Champagne. That's a blessing, uh, some type of, I don't know, something that y'all was born with that I wasn't born with that you just can lead, you know what I mean, effortlessly. But you know what I said on the very first podcast with me and Wayne Turner, I, I, I said it. I said, I'm not a leader. I said, but because I know I'm not a leader, I can't follow fake. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And because I'm not a leader, I think that's why I'm okay here because I'm not in the forefront. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, you know, do this and be seen, you right, know, right. but I'll support, right? you know, if if it's genuine, if it's organic, if it's real, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, like, you know, live action, I got to get him on. I definitely got to get live action yeah. on, you know, um, giving Coach V some time, definitely got to get him on. But, yeah, just, you know. You're right, man. But there's no way. I know. I understand that. That I'm an ambitious person, but I know I can't match what y'all mean to the community. Imagine if we took y'all out the community, then I probably wouldn't even be sitting right here. You know what I mean? So those jobs, just like you just said, it's three schools. All these coaches, those jobs are taken. (laughs) Y'all got them. So I gotta go. And won't nobody leave? Won't nobody leave? That's the thing. It's just like, you know, and I'm I'm gonna say it. You know, my man, like, like Corey Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Like. Man, like, dude, you know, you one of the best coaches in the town. You know, passionate. And it's just like, what's next? Mm-hmm. What's next? You know, you was a finalist at Central. You know, a finalist at Urbana, you know. And it, you, you definitely deserve it. Mm-hmm. But it's just so many of them. Yeah. They got, you know, like. And and it, and it's like, dude, one of these high schools. I don't know if it's if it's in California. It got your name on it, but you gotta you gotta go. Yep. And then you could bring some staff down there. Bring some staff down there. You can now you to help even more. You know, you know, I you know I you know I I ain't trying to call nobody out, but that like I said, I, I equate a lot to basketball because I think you know. Dang man, I'm sorry man. I gotta ask another question, man. Nah, you good. I'm, I'm okay. I'm Speaking of, you know, we we all love our our athletics and our entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, you you work for a Fortune 500 company. You getting ready to make make yourself millions and make others millions millions. Do you feel like we celebrate the Quantrells enough, or you know, or or if they ain't, you know, uh, uh, if they ain't got a wicked jump shot, if they ain't got bars, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, do you feel like, like, and that's the thing, I really want to celebrate you because I, I see it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, this dude is, this dude going to help me one day, you know what I'm saying? Become a better me, whether it's 
you know, turning my kids on to you when they get older, you know, mm. to, to make them rich or, you know, helping me when I retire that I can, you know, still do my, like, I know you're going to be a blessing to me in that regard. How come we, how come we can't celebrate you like you was all state or something? Yeah. Nah, but on that, you got my number if you ever got any. For sure, yeah. And we could, when we ain't on record, I, you know what I mean, but. And that ain't no charge ever, no matter how far okay, I go. Okay, I appreciate that. But as far as celebrating me, um, nah, they don't. Actually, uh, even aside from having a jump shot or being a rapper, like, when I graduated, people were celebrating people that just got out of prison more than they was celebrating that I just went to college and graduated. Right. But I can't fault them for that because the majority of them don't know what it takes to go sit in the library when there's three girls texting you from their dorm and they all bad and you can go kick with either <laughs> one or when it's this party and uh, John Wall and Yo Gotti finna be up in there and you got tickets to be backstage, you know what I mean? But you in the library because you got this paper, they don't understand what that discipline and that determination It's a different means. temptation that you got to resist. You right, know what I'm saying? they know what it feel like to go to Fort Suey and grind and be in there sweating with them fans is blowing hot air, you know what I mean? And then get to where V is or playing in front of 16,000, right? Yeah, or be a rapper. They know what it's like to start in the basement and grind your way up to a studio, you know what I mean? That's stuff that they could relate to, or they done been to jail, or they done had an uncle or dad or some family member that been to jail knocked that out, didn't snitch, came home, cool, we celebrating you for being 100, and you got that gym. That's that's what they could relate to. Right. So it ain't they fought that they can't relate to what I'm doing. My only job is to make it to where they all understand and where it's cool and where uh, going to college or not even just college but a trade school, just staying out the streets in general is, yeah. is, the, is the norm. So... Yeah. That's how I look at that situation. For sure, man. Because, you know, that's that's the thing, man. Like, I, I really wanted to to celebrate you, man. Because when I ran, ran I, when I, when I seen you and your fiance, I was just like, I got to, I got to do this. I got to, you know, I, I started it and, you know, it's, it's been, you know, I, I thought I was just going to saturate the, 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 the airways with an episode every week. It hasn't really work like that but I just you know but when I do get in here I, I want I want classics you know what I'm saying you right. know and you know and you know I think this 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 is one man I'm 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 gonna sit on this one for it's gonna be a while Mark before you know I, I really want I really want the people to to listen to this so I'm gonna be shooting this one out you know for weeks man because I, I really want people to listen to this and, and mm-hmm. come back to it and and if I do another one and then they see episode seven and this episode six is not, no, nah, we need to listen to this one. You know, you, you talked about growing up in Birch Village and, and Mc, Bradley McKinley almost jumping off a cliff, mm. you know, because cause one dream was shattered, <clears throat> you know, growing up, you know, with your, your moms and your grandma. Man, talk about your mom, man. You know, just, just what has she meant to you? Just... <clears throat> as far as your grind and in in this journey and, and and just you know 
You said she went back to school. I mean, I mean y'all probably inspired each other, man. So yeah. talk about her right quick. Yeah, she, um, she, she, I'm, we each other hero. Because I encouraged her to go back to school. She did that. And then she just got another license. She was doing like x-ray or something like that. And she just went in and passed another exam to be able to do the mammography thing. So she grinded too. But we, um, since she had me so young, and my godmother, I, I apologize. I said my granny and my uh, grandma, them two, and my godmother. So it was like four women that raised me. Uh, Who's so, your godmother? Uh, Elaine Owens. Oh, Miss Elaine? Yeah. Oh, man. That, another one. That's yeah. <laughs> went yeah. to church with, with, with her, and you know, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Nah, you good. Yeah. So Shout them, out to uh, Miss Elaine. Most definitely. She actually helped raise my grandma on drugs. She's been on drugs my whole life. Okay. She got on drugs when mom was a kid. So uh, my godmother, Missy Lane, helped raise my um, helped raise my mom big time, too. So that's how she stepped in as my uh, godmother. But, yeah, we, we like best friends. Literally, like, we talk all day long to the point where, like, if I call, she don't answer, I call Three more times back to back. I'm gonna be like, oh, maybe she doing some shit. Call me back. No. You know what? And, like, I, and yeah. I hate, like I said, this is the Educated Fools podcast. So I got, I gotta say this. Hold your thought, cause I, I, I want you. But yeah, sister, man, they, they be like, am I your woman or is your mom? You know. Yeah. What I'm <laughs> so I already know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you already know that that would be going on. <laughs> You love your mama money. You love me. Yeah. You damn right I do. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it ain't no, uh, ain't no, ain't none, nobody uh, come before, before my can like can't break that relationship up. Like you, sometimes I feel bad like making big decisions, and I ask my fiance, and she'd be like, "Oh, this," and I'm like, "All right, let me just just give my mom opinion." And it ain't like no mama's boy type thing either. It's it's weird. In some ways, I guess it is since I talk to her so much, but it ain't like what she controlling my life right, or yeah. telling me what what to do and what not to do. I make my own decisions. Yeah, you've left the nest. It's one thing if you if you know like your fiance got a you know she, she, the perspective. You know, it's like okay, well, we about you know we about to be in Dallas. You know, she, mm. if if mom ain't in Dallas, then it, you know all she can do is give advice. You know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so okay, but. Yeah, we 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 best friends though. But me and my grandma are best friends too. Mm-hmm. And my granny died, and uh, um, my godmother. I need to go by there tomorrow before I leave. I ain't been over there as much as I should. You know, and LC yeah. probably gonna you know tell LC to fry some fish or something. You yeah, know, send, yeah. send you on the road with, <laughs> with, with with a little meal. You know, that's 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 they can handle that for you. Yeah. Man, so it, it, it definitely took a village, huh? You're yeah, a product of the village, definitely. man. I mean, I don't mean the birch village. I mean the, yeah. you know, the village, man. It was a lot of, and and that's the thing, man. You know, people, like you said, you know, God and, and luck and, and, you know, like somebody, somebody, even Oprah has somebody help her. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she, she was, you know, everybody talk about, you know, she was abused and this, that, and the other. A lot of people don't, they, they forget that she was, 
she got sent to live with her dad when she was like 15, 16. Mm. So that gave her stability. A little bit more stability when she got when she was young and getting abused. Mm. So even though she first generation billionaire, it still was a, a turning point for yeah. somebody even like Oprah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? LeBron, you know, you know, when, when they were struggling, you know, he talked about how he went to go live with, you know, a, a, a certain family and, and, you know, he was missing so many days of school. And when he went to go live with this, this certain one of his friends, family, they took him in. It's, so everybody just, you know, everybody need that, that break where, yeah. where they can, you know, um, you know, see the light, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and I see that that's definitely, you know, happened with you as well, man. So, you know, that's, that's awesome, man. And, and again, man, you know, this Quantrell, West Hedrick, West Quantrell, Hedrick, however, you know, you know, when it, when it's time to cut them checks, you know, whatever, you know, <laughs> what, 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 when they cut the checks, what do it say? West or Quantrell? Uh, Say Quantrell. Hey, hey, I got that ID got a match. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that's what's problem. up, man. Yeah, man. So, so again, you know, he 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 might put West on the thing, but when it's time to fill out that 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 ten ninety nine or whatever they call oh, yeah. it, hey, it, it's gonna be Quantrell. So all that other all that other talk, you know, hey, it, it's still gonna be copacetic. So, yeah. you know, but man, I like I said, man. I, I wish you all the, the, the best, man, and, and I, I can't thank you enough for, you know, definitely, you know, coming through here, man. We, we taping this on a on a Saturday, the night before Father's Day. We'll, we'll try to get this up ASAP. Um, we was talking about it a little bit before, man, so, you know, I rock with Golden State, man. Is is, is LeBron going to break my heart tomorrow, man? Man, I hope so. Let me tell you this real quick, though. Boy, it's always <laughs> – Glad you brought the big homie LeBron James up. First of all, as black people, aside from sports, we should always, anybody that's doing, you know what I mean, got to shout them out. Because that only take us further, you know what I mean? Right. Every other race celebrate each other. We don't. We under the crab and the barrel act. So, with LeBron James, this man came from nothing. Literally. Like you was just talking about how how he grew up, his he was talking about how when he he was growing so fast that his mind to buy his clothes too big let him grow into him. How you going to school like that? You know how embarrassing that got to be. He came from that to the National Basketball Association at 18 years old. From that, so that that's that change is nuts to go from that yeah. to a millionaire. Right. He's been in the league 13 years. 13 years. We never heard about LeBron getting a DUI. LeBron fell in a drop because he was smoking weed. LeBron at a club got into a fight. Nothing. Right. None of that. Didn't go to college to learn how to be politically correct. They talking to him on the court. He go to the press conference. Oh, LeBron, uh, XYZ, oh, great team. <laughs> Man, great players. Those guys are phenomenal. That's something you got to pick up on and learn how to do that. Yeah. Like, the man is just great. That's why tomorrow, man, I pray he wins so bad. Because for that, you know what I mean? Like, he got to he gotta solidify what he, what he done did. Otherwise, 
Like, what what can we say about him? He went to Miami, and then the Tommy said he's the greatest basketball player on the planet. That's the most you can say yeah, about the man. That's the most, yeah. I mean, here, here's here's my thing, and, 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 and I think people get it misconstrued. Like, I'm a fan. Like, I'm, I'm more of a, like, I'm more of a fan of his brand. Mm. Like, and, and I think a lot of the things that you mentioned, I think, you know, I think his brand, you know, like, you know, when, when my guy Sean was in high school um, and he was pretty much on his way to the league out of high school, um, we was at Northwestern and Maverick Carter, he was working for Nike. That's LeBron's right hand. Okay. Um, he was. I think he might just been interning, but you know, it was. You know, Mav was the guy. Everybody knew him as Mav. You know, and and he was LeBron's guy. But they was grooming Mav to be that LeBron's right hand. You know what I'm saying? So it was gonna be legit. It wasn't gonna be a situation where. You know, LeBron uh, is just gonna have just old Joe Schmo off the off the streets. Nah, look, Mav done whatever work. The intern at Nike. You know, um, you know he got his agent now. That's one of his childhood friends. You know, so so when I say I'm a friend of the brand, like I cannot deny. Not only is he great on the court, but the moves he's made off the court to solidify his his people not just people that he done met in the while in the business Mm -hmm. people that he grew up with that now they able to work and have jobs and careers and they're going to be able to have those careers after lebron is done playing you know what i'm saying now just because i'm a roof of golden state tomorrow don't mean that I don't recognize the greatness of him as a as a person. I've never met him, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, but he got to be a 100, you know, dude, you yeah. know what I'm saying, because he dropped one of the most powerful agents that got him his first Nike deal and said, you, you, you are going to manage my everyday, day-to-day business. And at that time, it was very risky, you know, now they got Eric Bledsoe, Tristan Thompson. I mean, they got about eight or nine clients in the league. They had Johnny Manziel on the marketing side, but even they said, man, we can't mess with dude. You know what I'm saying? So so I get that, but don't misconstrue just because I want him to lose tomorrow. <laughs> don't mean that I ain't, I ain't recognizing what he came from. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So if y'all see me posting – I never say nothing, you know, and, and I like, you know, I like Steph. I like what he can, you know, and I think people, oh, man, you know, but see, the narrative changes, and that's the thing, like you said, about our people. The narrative kind of be changing a little bit, and that's why we, <laughs> why black folks be a little bit, because when LeBron was down 3-1, now it's like, man, how you going to root for this guy and his daddy playing in the league and Clay daddy playing in the league and then, but now is now the narrative done changed because now you know, LeBron done done you know. But it just, you know, man, we you know we just gotta. I just think, man, we just gotta just let the game play out how it may, and 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 still, 
LeBron's still going to be a 100, 100 dude, you yeah, know what I'm saying, yeah. if he lose tomorrow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, you know, man, he, 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 he came from nothing and, and finna make a billion dollars over the course of his career from Nike. Like, crazy, right? that is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so. There ain't nothing wrong with going. That's sports. We all know sports. Exactly. But we be saying stuff, and not you personally, but we be saying stuff like, oh, man, he a bum, and uh, why X? Come on, man. Right, yeah, man. I've never called him a bum. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I done hate it. I done hate it on the basketball. I, I done hate it on Kobe. Right. So I right. get it, but I'm saying when Kobe retired, man, I was sad. I almost cried. Yeah, man. That's, That's you know. a, you got to respect that. Them boys is great. They put work in. They put in work, man. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just like, can you just imagine how many jump shots he's taken in his life? Man. I'm talking, man, like you play for 13 years in the league. You start playing like. How many practices? How many out? Like, they man. gotta love that game, man. Got to. Like, that's a lot of hours in the gym, yeah. man. Like, to maintain that level. To maintain that level, man. Like, my goodness, man. Like, I don't know, man. That's that's got to be equivalent of putting in thirty years at a regular job, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, with all that, <laughs> and every night, every arena. You expected to perform. Yeah. Tickets are double when you come to town. That's nuts, right? You know what That's I'm saying? Nuts. That's nuts. Man, Mark, we could be here all day, man. Oh. Appreciate to, appreciate the engineer, yeah. man, getting us in, man. Like 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 Quan Trail said, he he out of here tomorrow going to Dallas to embark on another part of his career in his life, man. And I just want to wish you all the best, man. Let me thank you. Let me see, man. Let me let me let, let me let's let's take us out on let's let, let me take us out on some. Let, I, I I know I know Jigga is your man, but let let, let me see if I could if I could uh, <laughs> if I could if I could hit you with something, man. That maybe let's see if my if I might uh, let let me see, man. Let me see. Let me try to. Let me, let me, but again, man, if, if you watch this and, and you'd say, man, this, these, these bunch of educated, these are a bunch of educated individuals, man, you are exactly right. We went from talking about growing up in the, the Bradley McKinley and Birch Village to talking about stocks and bonds and, and shares. Yes, we educated, but then if you, you know, say this, man, you know, that, that, he just talking, man. He don't know what he talking about. He he just a fool. He ain't talk. You ain't talking about my guests. You 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 talking about me then? And I, and I just say, yes, you right. I'm a fool too. So this is the educated podcast, educated fools podcast. This is episode six. I definitely want to salute my 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 young boy, my guy, man, Quantrell, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks and for you know, man. Be on the lookout for this young man. He he going places and 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 I'ma fade in something, man. Hopefully, hopefully, man. He 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 enjoyed this as a, as an outro. <laughs> American dream, man. Nah, that ain't the one. Uh oh, wrong wrong I'm just one. American dream, man. <laughs> wrong one. This the one. This the one. And the winner is Hov, my man.
<laughs> Speech. First of all, I want to thank my connect. We go the out, most go important person with all due respect. Thanks to the duffel bag, the brown paper bag, the Nike shoe box for holding all this cash. Okay. Boys in blue who put greed before the badge. Okay. The first bush who ever made the stash. Okay. The rock boys in the building tonight. Man, hold on, oh, man. Feeling, I'm, feeling I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Quantrell, man. We, you know, I, I ain't trying to take nothing away from Jay. But uh, I need a beat over that, man. I need a beat over that. I need a beat over that. I'm sorry. Let's, 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 put, a, let's put a beat over it. And when it's home. I, I gotta have a beat <laughs> First of all, I wanna thank my connect. The most important person with all due respect. Thanks to the duffel bag, the brown paper bag, the Nike shoe box for holding all this cash. Boys in blue who agree before the badge. The first person who ever made the stash. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. Thanks to the lanes, niggas with bad aim. Thanks to a little change, I tore you out the game. Bullet wounds to stop your buffoonery. Thanks to the pastor rapping at your eulogy. The little Kim and them, you know the women friend who carry the work off state for a gentleman. Yeah, thanks to all the hustlers, and most importantly, you, the customer, the rock boys in the building tonight. We out, y'all. We out. <laughs>